Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Delighted to be joined by Yasin Sharif, owner of Titan Protection. Hi, Yaz. Hi, Simon. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you keeping? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks. So today, we're going to do something that's highly topical. We're going to talk about what does clean really mean. And from a point of view of all those shops that are reopening, all the environments that we've not been able to go to over the last couple of months, cleanliness is going to be the number one priority for the people listening it'd be good Yaz if you can give an overview of what Titan does at a high level because we'll cover some of the detail in uh, in the next part of the podcast yeah and also how you, how you got to set up the company and, and what you've done before sure thing sounds good so I guess in a nutshell uh, used to run a management consultancy a boutique consultancy and we worked with FTSE 100 clients for the last few years on helping them uh, lower cost base and make their operations more efficient. Now, over the course of the last couple of years, we focused more on using innovative cleaning technologies. And so we went on a journey and we learned a fair bit about nanochemical technology and different types of electrostatic sprays, etc. And so kind of using all that knowledge back in Q4 last year, we decided to set up Titan Protection um, using all that and har- harnessing all that knowledge because there was a huge demand for disinfection services and there just wasn't the quality and um, a service offering out there. And so that's we, we, we saw the gap in the market and, and, and we thought we'd offer our kind of knowledge and services in that space. Excellent. So it's a time in the world where we're not quite sure what the future holds. We're not really sure what we want to do from a shopping point of view. Do we want to be out? Do we want to be in? Is it all going to be done online? Do people want to do more and more in the high street because they've, they've not been able to get there? I, I see lots of stuff on telly, people in suits with fogging machines wandering around. And I know yeah. there's different levels of it. You guys have developed a, a really unique three-stage approach. So yeah. I think it'd be good if you could talk me through that three-stage approach and, and explain why it's different than yeah. just a couple of guys walking around with a, a machine that's spitting out some fog. Absolutely. So traditionally, when um, kind of you hear the word disinfection, by default, you think of someone in a white hazmat, hazmat suit uh, walking around with a fogging machine. Now, that couldn't be further from the truth. So disinfection, and, and I guess, you know, using our knowledge um, over the last couple of years, disinfection is about a full end-to-end approach, right? So we've got a three-stage process that looks at removing bacteria. So stage one is about removing biofilm and bacteria from key touch points. So these are all your areas that have the highest risk of cross-infection. So things such as light switches, door handles, the kind of silver plates above a door handle, lift buttons, etc. Then what we do is we then come and look at the space. So whether it's an open lobby, an, an office with lots of technology, we will decide whether or not to use a fogging machine whether to use an industrial sprayer or whether to use an electrostatic spray. Yeah, If it's material that conducts electricity, then we'll use an electrostatic gun. So what we do in stage two is we'd basically defumigate a whole area, right? Um, depending on the, the type of space it is. That's followed by step three, which is absolutely vital. And this is where we apply a silicon bond to all the touch points. And what that does is that provides a mechanical kill to viruses and bacteria, and it enables 
a much more longer lasting protection for clients. Yeah, so it gives up to 30 days uh, protection. Now, that three-stage process is a full disinfection process as opposed to just being offered the fogging uh, which is what a lot of organizations at the moment are offering, yeah. But it's really important to tackle those touch points. The key bits, if I've heard it correctly, is you take the, the key touch points, I think you called them, back to kind of clean. So yeah. that biofilm, I think you described, yeah. rather than apply something on top of what's already there, which seems a bit Absolutely. counterintuitive, doesn't it? So get get that clean, apply the appropriate fogging or electrostatic spray to clean the, the bigger areas, I assume, and then yeah. go back and put that 30-day protection on the the key touch points. Is that, am I reading that right? Yeah, abs- uh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm assuming things like electrical equipment aren't, aren't affected? You know, it all depends on the type of space. So if we're, let's, let's assume we're disinfecting an office with lots of computers and electrical equipment, then we would choose a sprayer with a lower micron density, um, and, and a drier fog, uh, as an example. So it wouldn't affect um, any technology and it wouldn't you know, get into plugs and I- electrical wiring, etc. So the dwell, so, so the dry time is, is uh, you know, between 5 to 15 minutes on, on, on these products. So you can tailor the substance you use based on the environment that you've got and the things in that environment, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, the density, we can tailor the density of, of the spray for the environment yeah cool and then things like i don't know if i'm a fashion retailer let's say and i've got lots of hanging garments would i need to take all those off before it's done or do they benefit from the protection as well two parts i guess to that question one would they need to take it down now if there's enough space between the clothing then um you know we've historically we've been able to apply the protection to the clothes whilst they're hanging if however you're in a clothing retailer that all about selling volume and volume uh, so normally you'd find that their clothes are stacked very close together um you know we'd need to potentially take those apart and create a bit of air between the clothing so that the solution can get through but i mean the stuff that we use um it also bonds to fabric yeah so where you've got a clothing retailer let's say and they've got to contend with customers picking up a clothing item trying it on and then putting it back on the shelf. That's, that potentially would be okay because our silicon bond provides 30 days protection on fabric as well. Um, and, that, and that's all been kind of independently proven and tested. I suspect people are worried that, and I'm not sure what's in this stuff, that there'll be some nasty chemicals yeah. being sprayed into the air that yeah. I might inhale or, or whatever. So what's the level of yeah. confidence that you give people about how harmful or not this stuff is? Uh, so of the so as three stage process for each stage we use a slightly different product. Um, for stage one we use ozonated water, um, so that's um, that's normal H two O with ozone gas. It's perfectly safe and non toxic. Um, for our second phase we use a virucidal disinfectant, which is which meets EN certifications and is also non toxic. Um, and then for our third stage we use um, a Z seventy one microbe shield and. Again, that's non-toxic. And just to give you an idea, the our silicon bond is less toxic than uh, the likes of orange juice and coffee, black coffee is an example. Um, so all the solutions that we use, perfectly safe, 
um, to use across a variety of environments. So as an example, we'll apply exactly the same solutions in a nursery, in a school, in a hotel, in an office, um, even in a care home. Yeah, I mean, we're doing some care homes now as well. Perfectly safe and, uh, you know, they don't harm or oxidize fabrics or hard surfaces. So that's quite important. It's amazing. So there's a, a nice CSR, so a corporate social responsibility okay. angle there in terms of uh, the environmental impact of this. Absolutely. And, you know, we're proud and we're proud of that because when we set out to put this proprietary three-stage process together, one of the cornerstones for us was about using solutions that wouldn't hurt the environment, right? And so we're, we're, we're pretty proud that we've we've managed to architect this process and uh, and, and and also kind of help save the environment hats off to you that's a, a great thing to have achieved as well disinfection deep cleaning however you want to kind of badge it up is that just a thing that's a fad now or what's your view in terms of is it here to stay is it going to still be applicable in, in retail where do you where do you see this type of cleaning going yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a really it's a million dollar question, right? And I think my perspective on the topic is that I, I think it's here to stay. At the moment, the challenge is that with the kind of vague government guidelines and guidance, um, organisations and industries are taking their own decisions as to what that looks like. I think the truth is, you know, it only only time will tell. However, this pandemic. I think opened our eyes to a whole new level of clean. So traditionally, cleaning has all been about removing visible dirt. Yeah. Cause that's what cleaning is, right? When you clean as, you know, when you have a cleaner come in to do something, it's all about cleaning visible dirt. Disinfection is about killing germs and killing bacteria and viruses. Right. And so that's, that's quite important. And I think that will be here to stay. But again, you know, I guess only time will tell. If it becomes a longer term thing and health and safety in all organisations should always be be up there, can people become more self-sustaining? Can they kind of buy into this process and do some of it themselves or do they always need to come back to you? How does how does it work from a, an ongoing point of view? Yeah, so, I mean, at the moment, we've been helping um, some, some incredibly big hospitality clients um, assess the feasibility of whether or not they can potentially carry out this task themselves so there's a number of things to consider you know things like uh, the the cost implications the additional training required the additional premium to business insurance as an example uh, because this is a specialist type of cleaning so if your colleagues are going to carry out this cleaning that you know that will impact your business insurance uh, but then also the type of kit so most of the clients that we've spoken to have kind of said yeah look we've found a bunch of foggers and we can go and buy them. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate clients to say, look, disinfection is not just about fogging. There are a, There's a whole host of equipment that's used to disinfect different areas. And the truth is that if you use a fogger to disinfect, um, let's say, a large lobby versus a room full of computers versus a children's classroom, the results you're going to get are going to be very different in each setting because the complexity rating of each of each space will be very different, and that will require um, a very different type of technology and a different type of you know deployment uh, of, of of the solution. Yeah, so I, I, th- I think the truth is this: it's it's possible for 
organizations to go and disinfect themselves. There's just a whole stuff that they need to consider before they embark on the journey so that they're you know, really clear about all the upfront costs. By the same account, you know, we're pretty proud that we've locked our prices to the pre-COVID-19 market rate. Um, and so unfortunately, there are organizations that are profiteering from the fact that disinfection is required. And we're kind of shouting from the rooftops about the fact that, hang on a second, our pricing is fair and we're committed to keeping our pricing fair. Um, so get in touch with us and we can we can talk about and, and come up with a package that's suitable and affordable for you. There'll be some organizations, I can think of some of the work we've done in hospitality where there's a big onus on cleaning every day. So cleaning yeah. the tables or let's say in a hotel, cleaning a, a hotel room. Yeah. Are there, ele- are there elements of your product based on the kind of environmental factor and and some of the way it works that they could use almost as ongoing cleaning products yeah so i think what we're trying to educate our clients on is that the daily clean and the the normal spec cleaning needs to continue in conjunction with a periodic type of disinfection and so the products that are used are kind of very different in 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 both regards so you know, cleaning will generally use stuff that's got a, th- a log three kill, so ninety nine point nine percent effective. Um, whereas with the disinfection side of the process, that you, we're normally looking at a log five kill. Both processes go hand in hand. I wouldn't necessarily say that you'd use the same solutions on a daily basis for cleaning that you do in disinfection. But there's an opportunity to speak to you guys and work out almost a program of how they could use some of your expertise to do the touch point stuff and the yeah. um, disinfecting piece, but actually you could support them through the day-to-day process and lower their carbon footprint, maybe lower their cost base, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've worked with a number of different clients on helping them re-energize their daily cleaning processes to reflect um, an enhanced cleaning of touch points in public spaces in conjunction with some kind of periodic clean, depending on the environment. But yeah, you know, absolutely, we can help with that. A couple of questions to finish off with, Yaz. Where do we think, or how do we think, that the senior leaders in all these organisations will address the medium to longer-term health and safety implications? What, What are your thoughts? Where do you think they'll go, or what do you think they'll do? Yeah, I think it's a challenge, isn't it, being a senior leader in a in a large organization because all, all of this stuff costs money, right? And so where most organizations are going to be in a, a place where they'll be looking to claw back lost revenue from the last quarter, um, it's a you know, it's gonna be a real challenge finding a balance between paying for disinfection and generating revenue, etc. So I think you know, I think leaders are gonna be looking to find that balance and you know, again, time will tell as Public Health England issue more guidance and as the government issue more clearer guidance on what disinfection and cleaning routines look like. I think that will help inform organisational decisions as well. And there's a good marketing angle there as well for organisations to kind of shout about the work they've they've done in this space to give consumers confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of our hospitality clients, what we're doing is we're, we've worked with our hospitality clients really it's this is all about disinfection is all about building confidence whether it's staff confidence you know guest confidence in hospitality it, it, it's all about raising awareness and shouting from the rooftops say look 
our environments are clean, they're safe to visit. And these are the steps we're taking. So upon completion of every disinfection, we'll issue a certification that can be displayed in a, in a shop window, you know, on the reception desk of a hotel, all in a bid to help. So in hospitality, in a bid to help increase guest confidence, but then most importantly, to increase the occupancy levels, because, you know, we know that occupancy levels are going to be massively hit in uh, hospitality. I mean, we've, we're working with clients that, you know, that were at 97, 98% occupancy. They're now modeling 38, 39% occupancy for the rest of this year. So we know that there's going to be a balance there, um, you know, and, and a real challenge with occupancy. So this this is all about confidence. Absolutely. Confidence is going to be king for consumers and you say as, as colleagues to, to drive that as much as it's going to be back into the hotels. If people want to find out more about you and, and Titan, where's the best place for them to get hold of you? So, uh, I mean, they can they can either call us or visit titanprotection.co.uk. Um, the, the, I mean, the process is pretty straightforward. I mean, they'll get in touch. We'll um, either do a site assessment based on a site visit or we'll look at floor, scaled floor plans. Uh, we'd quote, we'd carry out disinfection, and then we'd uh, either repeat the process uh, monthly or quarterly. So it's you know, it's a pretty pretty small end-to-end process. Cool. And we'll we'll put a link. You're on LinkedIn as well, aren't they, if people want to find you? Yeah. So we'll put your, when this goes out, we'll link your profile through. So final question then. Uh, everybody that comes on the podcast gets this one. So what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given? The best bit of business advice I was ever given was when I was on my uh, grad scheme at Tesco, my store manager at the time, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning him, Jez Butwell, he gave me a piece of advice and he said, time waits for nobody. So I remember I, I went on holiday and I, and I didn't do a few bits. And when I came back, he gave me a little bit of a grilling and he kind of said, look, business continues whether you're in the business or not. Yeah. And so you've got to put stuff in place to make sure that the wheel and the cogs keep turning. And so that for me, that's the best, best bit of advice. I've always remembered that. Yeah, it's interesting. You learn. It's one of those school of hard not ones, isn't it? You kind of learn that the world doesn't revolve around you. You revolve around the world. Yeah, it's good. Good. I, I like that one. Well, listen, it, I've learned a lot. I think it's a really interesting topic that's top of the agenda for lots of people at the moment. So thanks for coming on and sparing the time, Yaz, and look after yourself. No, well, listen, thanks for having me, yeah.